welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with listeners just like you all across America. We publish these stories on iTunes, on our website, PositivelyWV.com, and through print publications such as the State Journal, as well as numerous news websites, social media sites throughout West Virginia. Our goal is to help educate and inspire our audience people just like you who are interested in West Virginia business with these positive business stories. This week, we're going to learn about Logan Hartle, the president of the Warwood Tool Company in Wheeling, West Virginia. Logan, are you ready to get down to business? Let's do it. All right, Logan, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast to talk about your company. Logan Hartle is president of the Warwood Tool Company. For 164 years, the Warwood Tool Company has forged world-class, 100% USA-made hand tools of the highest quality with high carbon and alloy-grade B-steel right here in West Virginia. Logan prides himself on his entrepreneurial spirit and willingness to act. A little bit about his background. Logan studied industrial engineering at West Virginia University, where he received a Bachelor of Science degree in industrial engineering. While at WVU, he secured an internship with Toyota Motor Manufacturing. He was hired by Sea Ray Boats in Merritt Island, Florida, as an industrial engineering intern. He launched a decorative concrete business and won the West Virginia State Collegiate Business Plan Competition. After completing his studies, he was hired as a process engineer by Technocap LLC, a stamping plant in Glendale, West Virginia, that makes metal closures. Logan would ultimately become the plant engineer at at Technocap. Logan's uh, expertise and experience is not limited just to engineering and manufacturing, however. He has spent a year in sales and marketing with McFadden Roofing in Orlando, Florida. After his tenure with Technocap and McFadden Roofing, Logan's entrepreneurial spirit took him uh, once again and he kind of grabbed him and he, he and his two business partners purchased the Warwood Tool Company in 2015. Logan is currently the president, as I mentioned before, of the Warwood Tool Company and enjoys the challenge of adding new revenue streams to the 164-year-old forging company while looking for creative ways to increase the efficiency of manufacturing and his business operations. Logan, that's quite an introduction. Take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your personal life. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Uh, appreciate the info or the, the introduction there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a, a fun ride so far. But uh, just a little background, uh, you know, I'm a West Virginia guy, was born and raised in Moundsville, West Virginia, went to John Marshall High School, went to West Virginia University. So yeah, I'm born and raised West Virginia guy. So so is my my business partner. Uh, he's a he's a West Virginia guy as well. Was a WVU grad also. So um, yeah yeah. So definitely through West Virginia. So again, um, I'm let's see. I'm the president of Warwood Tool Company. I'm I'm 31 years old. Wow. Uh, and and my wife and I live here in Wheeling. 
for those of you who aren't familiar with Wheeling, Warwood is a little suburb on the northern end of Wheeling. But uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, West Virginia through and through. Aside from the the stint in uh, in Orlando uh, in in the roofing industry, uh, been been a West Virginia guy my whole life. Awesome. So Logan, you know, t- take us back there to two, 2015. You have this opportunity to get into this company. How the what what got you into this business? So my uh, my business partner and I were sitting around. Um, and we've always both been been entrepreneurial. Uh, his father owns a business. My dad owns real estate. And we, you know, our families have always been kind of entrepreneurial. Um, and said, you know what, really, really like what I do. I was liking engineering. Um, I was liking operations. He he said, you know, I really like what I do. He was in sales and marketing. Um, we said, you know what, we we'd kind of like to do that for ourselves. Um, so hmm. we started asking around, really, and just said, you know friends of friends just started asking around, is there anything for sale? Is there anybody who, who wants, uh, you know, someone to mentor to take over the business one day? What exists? What's out there? So, so we started asking around, looking at a few places. We had, we had looked at a transportation company, looked at a concrete company, looked at a couple different businesses. Uh, when a friend of a friend of his dad's said, Hey, you got to call this company. You got to pick up the phone and call this guy. He is, uh, he's almost 90. Uh, his children don't want anything to do with the business. Uh, it's a manufacturing company that makes hand tools. We said, wow. what? And wheeling? Really? <laughs> and so we uh, we did. We picked up the phone and, and gave him a call and said, uh, are you interested in selling? He said, I think I am. Uh, at that point, he had had offers from a company in China. He had another offer from a company in Michigan uh, and was just ecstatic. He was, he was ecstatic that there was a local group that was interested in the company um, knowing full well that, that the company probably would have moved out of the area uh, had one of the other companies purchased it. Uh, and he was a, he was a wheeling guy himself was once the mayor of wheeling, Jim Haranzo. I don't know if anybody knows of him or not, but he was a, yeah. he was a wheeling guy was once the mayor. And, uh, and so he was pretty excited that, that a, a couple of younger guys were going to take it on and, and we were local. So that's awesome, man. Great. What a cool, uh, cool success story right there. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into some of that uh, in, in depth here in a few minutes. Logan, what's your 30-second elevator pitch for Warwood Tool Company? Sure. So for anybody that doesn't know, we're a forging shop. So we're taking raw bar stock and <clears throat> forging it into hand tools. They're, they're, they're essentially large pry bars, everything from 2-pound to 20-pound hammers, from 1-foot to 10-foot pry bars. So, but our, kind of our why, our driving why we're in business um, and, and what we're, we're doing as a company, we, we've geared ourselves uh, towards several different industries. So we sell to railroad, we sell to oil and gas, we sell to coal mine, but, but most recently we've added tactical as an as a industry we want to go after, mainly to uh, our first responders. So our, our why there is to provide the most useful and highest quality tool for the guardians of our lives who earn it every day. That's our, that's our tagline. That's hmm. uh, essentially our mantra for that industry. So, so our, our business uh, is geared towards forging and manufacturing hand tools for various industries, like I said, but that's definitely our newest niche. And so as our, our quick 30-second tagline, what do we want to do? We want to provide the most useful and highest quality tools to the guardians of our lives who earn it every day. Wow. That's awesome, man. So <clears throat> the company has, was started like in, you know, like 164 years ago, right? What's the 1854. Th- 1854. Yeah. So what's the what's the thing that you're most excited about right now? So we have we have several opportunities right now. One of the things that we're really really pumped about again, as I just mentioned, was the tactical line that we're we we've done a lot of work in the past several months with uh, the police departments and fire departments around here, 
trying to build tools for them, uh, talking with them about, you know, the tools that they currently use and what they could use and not, not just what's on the market, but, you know, a lot of those guys are pretty, uh, they're pretty handy and they'll, they'll kind of rig up their own tools and, and yeah. have come to us and said, Hey, could you make something like this? And, and we, you know, several times we said, yeah, absolutely. We can. Um, and so we're, we're really working hand in hand with, with local fire department, local police department, uh, you know, and, and statewide as well to try to find out what it is that they can use. And, and on, when we start to dig into this industry, um, it seems that there's a lot of, of companies who are importing. There's not a lot of companies manufacturing here in the States for those, uh, those industries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see that as an opportunity for us, not only from the standpoint of uh, the guys and the ladies and gentlemen in, in uniform, they, they love to see the USA on the side of the tool, yeah. um, but from the standpoint of, of improving their quality. A lot of times they're they're getting poor quality tools that are overpriced, and we're able to be competitive in that marketplace while while giving them a good quality USA made tool. So, Logan, uh, talk a little bit about like where do, where do your sales come from? In other words, is it online? Is it through retail? How how do people buy your products? Sure. So so majority of our product right now does not go to your typical big box Lowe's, Home Depot, so on okay. and so forth. Yep. A majority a majority yeah a majority of our tools are actually through third-party distribution, and they're either going directly out to a job site, such as uh, in the rail industry. So the railroad industry in particular, we make a line of tools that are railroad-specific, railroad track maintenance-specific. Mm-hmm. So if there's, if they're going to lay new track, you know, and they're going to lay miles of it, they're going to go out with automated equipment and trucks and, and, and lay, you know, the ties with the, with the flag, with the, the, the track and everything all at once. But when they go back to maintain that equipment, they're going to send a couple people out in the truck and they're going to, they're going to maintain it uh, with, with hand tools oftentimes. And so, so we service that individual niche. So, so in that industry, we're, we're selling a lot to, uh, you know, third party distributors who have, who have inroads with, you know, the tier one railroads and the, and the short line railroads. Um, and then from the, from the industrial side, uh, it's through a lot of, um, you know, you know, distributors that are, you know, a lot of your mom and pops that would have, you know, a local hardware store, they might have six or seven hardware stores in the area. Or, or companies that specialize in servicing the mine or specialize in servicing uh, oil and gas industry. So, so we do a lot of business in those areas as well. So, so the kind of products you're talking about, like sledgehammers, you're talking about, uh, yes. you know, uh, mattocks, uh, picks, axes, mm-hmm. those like punches, all those kinds of things. What other kinds of tools are you guys talking about when you're when you're mentioning hand tools? Sure. So, so right now in the industrial market. Uh, wedges, picks, mattocks, uh, hammers, pry bars, so on and so forth. Um, those are all the ones that I've mentioned that kind of sell through the third-party distribution. Our our tactical tools we're selling uh, online um, at warwithtactical.com, and those ones essentially are, are leverage bars and breaching tools. They kind of gear towards breaching, so some sledgehammers with slightly different uh, handle configurations to make it easier to breach while in a, in a hallway, um, breaching wedges in particular, smaller bars for breaching interior doors, uh, some pretty large bars that are, uh, are are meant. We have a bar called the Exodus bar that's a pretty large bar made from spring steel. It's meant for ripping open big steel doors. Wow. Um, and our, our the funnest tool that we have coming out is we're we're introducing a tactical tomahawk called the Relic Tactical Tomahawk, um, and we're in we're in production of that right now. So we've gone through prototyping phases, uh, and we're we're ready we're ready to get tooled up, start manufacturing that part. Um, so right now we're waiting for dies to be manufactured, and and we'll be jumping into that space, which is a really fun tool. It's, it's, you know, it's fun to sell a tomahawk. It's everybody wants a tomahawk, right? And it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit different than, than our typical sledgehammer market. Um, 
we like that industry a lot because it's it's a crossover. You know, so you've got you've got a tool that's very practical to to first responders, police, firefighter, uh, military. If if you needed to break a window or get in, if if a, you know, there's a car accident, and you need to be able to, to get in. You can use that as a very quick method of, of breaking glass or or uh, cutting in through metal if you needed to. But it also has some crossover into the consumer space uh, for people that just like to be out in the woods. So yeah, absolutely. That's fascinating. So you guys basically saw a market there and just went after it and opened up new a new channel, a new kind of division of the company. Is that is that safe to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Warwood Tacticals and <clears throat> Warwood Tool. Yes. Cool. So Logan, um, I mean, where's your 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 plant? Is it like a foundry or what? What exactly is it? Is it like in? So yeah, Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So so our plant's a forging plant. So we've forging got. Plant. Uh, okay. I mean, it's a big. Big steel, big steel building um, right on the river in, in the northern part of Wheeling. Um, we have 2,000 degree gas furnaces that heat heat steel up to around 2,000 degrees, and we have uh, drop hammers that are two to three thousand pound hammers that are, are gravity fed with closed dies that that are going to forge uh, the shape. So essentially, what you're doing, if you look at a sledgehammer, the top, if you if you took a cross section of that hammer, yeah. the top half of the hammer would be in the upper die, the bottom half would be in the lower die, and we're we're basically pounding that into shape. Gotcha. Um, is essentially what we're doing, Very and then cool. we're going to be heat treating and grinding and 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 finishing the product as well. So so we do 100% of it in the house. So we're gonna we're gonna bring it from raw bar stock that's going to be you know 15 to 25 foot lengths, and we're gonna cut it, heat it, forge it, heat treat it, machine it, everything in house. Absolutely. Well, I actually watched one of your videos on your website, yeah, prepping for the oh, cool. for the podcast interview here, and it, cool. it, it was that all shot there in your in your plant. Yes. That's very yes. cool. How many uh, how many employees do you currently have? Uh, between myself and my business partner included, we have sixteen people at the factory. That's awesome, man. And that's you know those are sixteen jobs that uh, may have been destined to leave the Wheeling area. That would have been a, a bad a sure. bad deal, right? For not only the community um, but for this the history of this company that's been around for hundred and sixty some years. So Logan, absolutely. Yeah. So as a, as a business owner, you know you you guys have been doing this for a couple years now. What's the uh, what's the worst business moment you've had so far? Sometimes I'll like take people to that place because I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned in that worst moment. That's, yeah, <clears throat> that's where most of the lessons are learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you don't learn anything when things are going well. Now, what the uh, the first year we bought, so we bought in January of 2015. Okay. Um, and our fiscal year ends in June, so. Uh, June 30th, our fiscal year ends. So for the first six months, uh, the business was actually growing pretty well. And, and we bought the thing and it started growing. And we said, you know what? We're, we're really good at this. We're awesome at this. You know, we've only, been, you know, they've been doing this for, for 160 some years. My goodness. And, and we show up and the business starts growing. This is great. You know, we're pounding our chests and patting ourselves on the back. And, <laughs> you did it. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So our, and then uh, right around July, of 2015, the market starts to go down a little bit, um, and the railroad market's going down, the the coal market's down, the industrial market's down, and then the 2016 election cycle comes through, and everybody's holding their money, and it's like, holy cow, what happened? Mm. The rug has just been swept out from under us, um, and we went from a number at the end of 2015, we hit a number they hadn't in 10 years to the lowest number they'd had in about 15 years the next year. So it was mm. like, holy cow, the exact opposite. Meanwhile, 
during that time frame, we had a lawsuit we were dealing with that was from a previous the, the previous owner's tenure here, but it was a lawsuit against the company, not against the owner. Um, we had a stock purchase when we bought the company, so all the old baggage transferred with us. So we were fighting that, and it's you know we're here we are, hmm. you know seven or eight months in, nine months in, and it's like holy cow, what did we do? <laughs> hmm. And uh, it, yeah, so it was, it was something. You know, you had a couple more of uh, you know twenty eight year olds that are just looking at each other like my goodness, you know we 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 thought we had this thing under control and and. Obviously, there's a lot more to this than just show up and be successful. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. You know, I had yeah. uh, I had a guest on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she said, you know, anybody can start a company, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but but building a company is hard work. And I think you just Very described difficult. that same thing. You you could buy a company, right? Here's a company. The guy was mm-hmm. you know in his 90s or whatever, and you come in, you buy this thing. And, oh, hey, this is a, this is easy, man. This is awesome. We just come to work and we make money. But then, yep. you know, building the thing and going through those that, that adversity oftentimes uh, tests your you know tests your what you're made of and uh, being able to yep. Yep. bounce back from that is is, is awesome. So, I, 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 thank you for sharing that. It's, it's not as easy you're as welcome. it looks, right? No, no, it's not. It's not. And it's. It's definitely, uh, I, I think a lot of times, you know, when people look at entrepreneurship, they get the, uh, the social media effect where, you know, everybody's lives look rosy on social media, but, but, you know, in real life, we're all dealing with stuff. So it's the same thing with entrepreneurship, you know, it's, it's hard work. It is. And it's, it's stuff, you know, you, you've got hurdle after hurdle after hurdle and mm-hmm. it's, it's how, how, you know, can you keep going? Can you keep your head down and keep you know, going past the obstacles and jumping yep. over the hurdles and exactly. keep going through because the, the hurdles won't go away. The obstacles won't go away. They're just going to be different ones. So, yep. Well, Logan, I think, uh, I think it's awesome that, you know, you had this vision to, to, to buy this company, keep these jobs in West Virginia to, to, you know, to keep yourself in West Virginia, your family and all that. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in our state? You know, the state really does a good job, I, I think, uh, with the resources that are available, particular to the manufacturing industry. Uh, we're a member of the West Virginia Manufacturers Association, so shout mm-hmm. out to Rebecca McPhail and the, the people over the West Virginia Manufacturers Association. Great organization. Absolutely. does a lot of lobbying for manufacturing. Um, and also the development office uh, and the Department of Commerce are great. You know, they do a lot to, to help you with resources, whether it be helping us, you know, you know, sourcing material even, and, or, or talking, you know, you know, making connections. They're, they're, they're really there for you to try to help you uh, along in your business. Um, and the regional economic development and wheeling in particular, um, they do, a, they do a lot of, of work in, in trying to make connections. And, and so I would say that the resources, there are a lot of resources that people may not even know about. Um, you know, one of the, one of the uh, resources is the district export council. Virginia is, is really trying to promote exports uh, in the last several years, um, have been trying to promote exports. And so we've, we've had a chance to, to go to a few of their conferences and it's, it's basically, you know, free information for how to, Hey, here's how, how to try to get into exporting and, and here's how to go into to different markets. And that will help connect you with us commercial services. And, and, and really there's, there's just a lot of, a lot of resources in the state to really help you uh, get, get the information you need if you're trying to grow. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely. Do you know? Do you happen to know Chad Remp? I do know Chad. Yes. Yeah, I actually. Yeah. I, I guess you guys are in both in Wheeling, and I actually heard him we speak. Are, yeah. He's he's actually going to be um, on the podcast soon. I've got a, a date scheduled with him. Excellent. 
uh, soon to be on the show, and I, I specifically asked him to talk about exporting. Now, or I mean, because he's not only is he doing it from you know his company's Wheeling Truck Center there in Wheeling, but but he's he's teaching others to you know how to get involved in the you know, the whole um, exporting space. Now, now are you? With your company and Warwood Tool, are you are you exporting your products currently? So we sell product into Canada. That's that's our biggest okay, uh, yeah. export market. Canada sure. Canada is probably about ten percent of our business. Wow. Um, and we're we've just started speaking with a couple of sales reps and Peru and and South America. So we're in the process of working through that, uh, and it's it's been good so far so our, our, there's there's a lot of interest there and and we think that there's some growth opportunity for us uh south of the border as well so oh very cool well logan i want to take a quick second here to, to to mention some of our incredible sponsors that we have for the positively west virginia podcast uh it's it's their efforts and support that we receive that allow us to keep the keep the fuel going it's the fuel for the fire to to highlight incredible things happening all throughout the great state of west virginia and they are the state journal west virginia news wvnews.com interaction media united bank and mylan and as i said you know without their sponsorship and and support uh, we just really couldn't couldn't do this podcast all right logan let's get back to it what's the vision that you have for your company long term how do you see that playing out sure sure so one of the things that, as you look through the Warwood Tool Company and you look through our, our factory, uh, it's old. It's an old company, old equipment, um, and and is in much need of modernization. And so, we've always we've always said, you know, how do we double in sales without doubling in workforce? You know, so I, I think there's definitely some some new production, new new production methods, new automation, new things like that to come to the factory. Everybody kind of gets scared when they hear automation, but automation just helps you get more business. So. So what we're looking at is how do we double in sales without going from 16 to 32, uh, so we can so we can pay those 16 people a lot more money, uh, and that's kind of our our plan right now uh, is through how do we how do we add different revenue streams to to get our plant to where we can really really make a a, a big impact on a on a national scale and even on a global scale. So I, I see us growing in the tactical space. That's, that's definitely a market that. Uh, our brand fits really well into, and I also see us growing in the custom forging space. So as we can uh, as we can improve our our productivity and as we can improve our our factory, there's actually quite a bit of business in custom forgings, whether they be components for vehicles or components for um, you know the transportation industry, so on and so forth. There's there's a lot of business in that market, probably more so than in the individual handle market. Yeah. Um, and so we see we see a great opportunity to to jump into that. And there's not a lot of people that do forging. So the, the com- competition compared to something like a machining uh, operation is, is much less. So it's definitely something that, uh, that we see ourselves growing into. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you, when I watched the, I uh, mentioned the, I saw one of the videos that you guys had on, on your website and there's, there's nothing like seeing that hammer drop on a piece of hot metal, you know, and it's like being yeah, forged yep. and pounded into this, into this amazing tool and the sparks are flying and everything. I don't, I'm, I'm probably not describing it accurately, but there's something about no, that. You perfect. know, it's just, uh, you know, you just think, you think about like forged in America. I mean, you, you guys are doing it and that's, I, I, I just love that. I think it's very cool. Logan, what's Thank one, you. what's one piece of advice you would give to uh, young business people or entrepreneurs that are thinking about starting a company in our state? What's one piece of advice you would give them? 
You know, I, I think one of the, I heard a, I was listening to a podcast with the guy, I don't know if you remember Black Rifle Coffee, but I was listening to oh, a podcast sure. yeah. with Evan Hafer of Black Rifle Coffee. Yep. And one of the, one of the things he said is preparation is two thirds and execution is one third. And so that's one thing that I would definitely say is, is that do your homework, make sure you know the industry, make sure you know uh, what you're getting into. You know, when I got out of the, the roofing space, uh, I was talking to my wife and she said, you know, what is it that you know, why didn't you like, or why didn't, why do you want to get out of it? And I said, you know, I just, it's just not for me. It's not something I like. And so one of the things that we, we discussed and I told her, I said, if, if I'm going to go into something again, it's going to be something that I know to manufacturing was my background. Yeah. It's going to be something that I like when, and I just handles manufacturing handles is just really cool. And then it's got to be something that I can make a good bit of money at. And so there's, there's a lot of headaches that come with, uh, with, owning and running and, and trying to grow a business. And so, so there's gotta be that financial potential reward at the end of it. So, so those are kind of the three things that I, I talked with her. And so these are the, these are kind of the criteria. Um, and at that point, you know, once you've prepared and once you know, it's something you like, and it's something that you can be good at, and it's something that, you know, you can make a decent amount of money at, um, you got to act, you got to just go, you know, you, mm. at, some, at some point you're going to have to get to the point where you're going to pick up a pen and sign on a dotted line. And either that's going to be to give somebody some money or borrow some money from the bank or what, but at some point you're going to have to take that first step and just, and just go. Mm. That's great advice. Uh, especially for our audience, you know, people that are interested in business in West Virginia, that's great, great advice. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? I think I think what the 2016 fiasco that we went through has taught me um, and something that I kind of, whether it be I, I actively do it or I've just kind of become, uh, you know, accustomed to it is try not to get too high and try not to get too low. You know, there's, like I said, there's always going to be the next obstacle. So you can't pass yourself on the back too much, but you can't let, you can't get yourself too down because, you know, you're, there's always going to be, you know, there's, there's, you know, sunshine and rainbows around the corner almost always. So you just gotta, you can't get too down and can't get too up um, and just kind of, kind of keep your head down and, and execute your plan. Excellent. So. Love it. What's one resource that you use in your business that you just can't live without Logan? You know, I, I recently purchased an iPad pro and the iPad pencil. And have you been using OneNote for like the last, uh, probably two months. And mm. I think everybody who sees me with it gets tired of me because I, I, I'm, I'm probably the best iPad salesman in the world now because I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you got to see this thing. It's great. It's great. My, I know my business partner's tired of hearing me say that. He said, hey, how do you like your iPad? I'm like, oh, you got to love it. And I can see him rolling his eyes. He's just messing with me. But <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah, I use OneNote and the iPad a lot. So Excellent. I, I, I do the same thing. What's one book that you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? Uh, there, there's, I, I, was, I was thinking about this just the other day. And there's, there's two books that I, I think have have helped me a lot. And one is with, uh, called start with why Yes. from Simon Sinek. It's a great book about, you know, making sure you, you understand why you're getting into something. And, and it really is a great book. Um, and then the second book is called friction and it's about marketing and it's just, it's one of the best marketing books I've ever read. And it's, it's about the, the passion branding behind companies like kind of like, you know, your black rifle coffees or your yetis of the world. And, and why is, why are people paying $500 for a cooler? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've fallen in love with that brand and how to build a passion brand. And mm-hmm. so those two books start with why and friction are two great books. Yeah. Ex- excellent. We have on our uh, positivelywv.com website, we have a resources section where we have all the books that uh, over the last, uh, I think your episode 43 or 44, something like that. Uh, 
where people can actually just click and buy those books on Amazon. So we'll make sure oh, we, great, we great. actually make sure that we have friction in there. Uh, start with why is on there, but uh, yeah, I love those. I love uh, the Simon Sinek book I- I- as well. It's mm-hmm. great yeah. stuff. If, yeah. if Logan, if you can meet, I mean, you're, you're a young guy. If you can meet anyone in West Virginia who could help get your business to the next level, who would that person be? Well, in our particular neck of the woods, we are uh, about to experience growth through a cracker plant that is going to be uh, built about, well, say, 15, 20 minutes from us down the road yep. in Ohio. And so from us, there are definitely lots of components. So anybody involved in the, uh, in the uh, procurement process would definitely be someone who could help our business. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Logan, you've been. This has been. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome getting to know you here over the last uh, twenty-eight minutes or so. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say about your company that we haven't hit on so, uh, so far? You know, I think uh, one of the things that I would just add, and and this is this is something for for future entrepreneurs and people who have businesses now. You know, one mm-hmm. of the things that makes Warwick Tool Company so successful is its people. We've got we've got people who have been here. You know, half of our workforce has been here 25 to 40 years. We actually had a, an employee celebrate his 50th anniversary last. Um, and so that that type of uh, of commitment and loyalty is rare. Absolutely. And you know, it's it's something that we've we've been very fortunate to have here. Um, and and we've got a lot of uh, younger talent too. That's that's exciting. You know, it's really exciting to have them as well. And and we're looking forward to transitioning a lot of that knowledge over and and. Um, Spent another 164 years making tools. So. That's amazing. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm pulling for you. I think it's a an awesome story, and you know, I, I absolutely uh, I think it's I think it's a neat thing. Number one, because I was the same way. I I hadn't heard of Warwood Tool Company. I think you were referred to me by our friend uh, Zach Abraham, and uh, yeah, and yeah. he said you got you got to talk to this guy. I was like, oh, I have him on the show. So I'm glad we connected. First of yeah. all, how can yeah. people how can people learn more about what you're doing with uh, Warwood Tactical as well as Warwood Tool, uh, what's the best way for them to learn more about your companies, your company? Sure, sure. You, yeah, you can you can go to warwoodtactical.com. That's our that's our online store for our tactical gear. You can go to warwoodtool.com, and we have a whole plethora of YouTube videos. If you want to look up Warwood Tool and subscribe to the channel, not all of them are serious. A lot of them are silly and goofy, so it's worth your time to look them up. So yeah, it's it's fun. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, check us out on YouTube. And we'll have uh, we'll have links to those sites in the show notes, so you just click on it and uh, check it out. Because uh, especially the the videos you guys have on there are pretty pretty awesome, and I, uh, I enjoy just getting getting some you know some sense of how those tools are made. It's very cool. The fact that they're made in West Virginia, made in, made in America by uh, you know by uh, high quality co- uh, components is is amazing. So keep up the great work on that for sure. And uh, again, you know, Logan, it's been great having you on the show. Really appreciate you and uh, all you're doing to to make our state better. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on and let me tell the story. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Logan Hartle and Horwood Tool Company, our hope is that we in some way inspire and teach our audience by sharing these success stories 
in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And we appreciate all your comments and encouragement, too. That, that makes a big difference for me and my team. It helps keep, it, keep us going. Of course, uh, you know, share these uh, podcast episodes on your Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, whatever. That's, that's helpful, too. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. 